guys. Welcome back to another episode of Ayasha Ministries Let's Rap Reveal podcast. For those of you who may be listening for the very first time, welcome. I want you to know it is not by chance or coincidence that you're listening to me right now, but it is by God's divine order. For the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and the Lord has ordered your steps today right to our Let's Rap Reveals podcast. And for those of you who are returning listeners, thank you. Again, we want to thank you for continuing to listen, like, comment, and share. I do not take it lightly that you're taking the time out of your busy life to be with me here today on our Let's Rap Reveals podcast to share the word. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and today on Let's Rap, we're going to be talking on the subject of stop fighting. That's right. Stop fighting. Give yourself to God. After all, it has to be exhausting. The constant arguing and fighting, the unyielding behavior, the self-exalting attitude as if it's going to be my way. News flash. This is not Burger King. You can't have it your way. Not in the kingdom of God anyway. It's simple. It's called rebellion. And what exactly is this word rebellion? What does rebellion mean? Rebellion mean an act of violence or open resistance to an establishment, government, or a rule, to an authority. We know that if we're not doing what the word of God says and we know to do right, that is rebellion. We are rebelling against the authority of God, against the word of God. And with this type of behavior, God is in no way pleased. How do I know? 1 Samuel 15 and 23 lets us know. It goes on to say, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. In other words, if you are in rebellion, believe it or not, beloved, you are practicing witchcraft. If you are stubborn, it is as iniquity and idolatry. You are in sin and you are practicing idolatry. Many times we say, I'm not worshiping any idols. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I want you to know that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And what does God say about this? The same thing that he said to King Saul, because thou has rejected the word of the Lord, he also reject thee from being king. God is not pleased with us walking around with the spirit of rebellion or a spirit of stubbornness. Many of you listening to me right now may not even have realized that you have been guilty of a spirit of witchcraft and a spirit of idolatry and iniquity. And believe me, I'm not being judgmental or I'm not throwing any stones. I myself remember growing up as a child being extremely rebellious and very, very stubborn. I had no idea until I read in the word of God that Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. All of those years growing up, I was practicing witchcraft and had no idea. And my stubborn was as iniquity and idolatry. These are doors that we've opened up unaware that we need to repent for so we can move forward. I guarantee you today that this word is going to set you free. Our scripture today is going to be coming from James the fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse. And it reads, I want to read out of the King James Version. First, King James Version reads, 
From whence come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence, even to your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers, you adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is an enemy with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of this world is an enemy unto God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resist the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Let's wrap. Have you ever met someone who just constantly likes to argue, always up for a fight? I mean, constantly. Like every time you're around them, all they do is argue. They make up anything to argue about. Love a good debate. Love a good fight. I remember years ago, God gave me a message for this generation, fighting without a cause. I mean, really, have you ever seen so many people that continue to fight and not even know why they're fighting? They're angry and don't even know why they're angry. James fourth chapter is talking about where fights and arguments come from. I want to read out of the century version. That's where we're going to be coming from today. James, the fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse, and this is the new century version. It goes, do you know where your fights and arguments come from? Well, do you? James says they come from the selfish desires that war within you. That's right. The truth is whether you want to admit it or not, you're selfish. If you're a person that continues to fight, continues to argue, it's because you're being selfish. And you, my friend, are at war with your own selfish desires that are on the inside of you and not others. Yourself. James goes on to say in the second verse, you want things, but you do not have them. Why don't you have them? Your flesh want what it wants. And your flesh is upset because it can't have what it wants. This is what James said. It says, so you are ready to kill and you are jealous of other people, but you still cannot get what you want. I bet you didn't know that you're guilty of murder. That's right, guilty of murder. Maybe you've never held a gun. Maybe you've never physically killed anyone. You do know that there are other ways of killing someone other than shooting them, right? Our mouths, that's right, your tongue, your action, your behavior. That's right. You want what you want so bad. James said, you're willing to destroy everything around you. It says you're jealous of what other people have, but you still can't get what you want. You're willing to destroy everything. You're destroying their peace. You're destroying someone's uh, mental health status. You're destroying their self-esteem. You're destroying their character. You're destroying their hopes. You're destroying their future. 
you're destroying their vision. And not only are you destroying their vision, but you're destroying your own. The New Century Version goes on to say, not only do you kill, but the bottom line is you're jealous of what they have. You have the audacity to be mad because what you gave God was not acceptable. So now you're coveting what someone else has. I'm reminded of Genesis, the fourth chapter, the story of Cain and Abel. Let's read. And the Bible says, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a male from the Lord. And again, she bare a brother named Abel and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought the fruit of the ground as an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he brought of the firstling of the flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel's offering, but unto Cain and his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? Why art thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shall thou not be accepted? If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shall rule over him. So we see in this chapter where Cain and Abel came before the Lord, and Abel brought an offering, and his offering was acceptable unto the Lord. But Cain's offering was not acceptable. God did not have respect for Cain's offering. And Cain became wroth. He became angry. He became jealous. His countenance fell. But God began to warn him and God, God always bring warning to us. He warned Cain. He said, why are thou wroth? In other words, why are you angry? Why is your face all tore up? Why have your countenance failed? Why are you looking like that? Why are you looking like you have a problem? He said, if you do as well, shall not you be accepted? All Cain had to do was do well. All you have to do today, my beloved, is do well. Stop being rebellious. Stop being stubborn. He said, but if thou doest not well, sin lies at the door and unto thee shall be his desire. God was warning him that sin is at the door. Sin wants you to be his desire. Sin wants you but you need to rule over it. You can't just continue to be led by your emotions, continue to argue, continue to war, continue to battle, continue to be stubborn, continue to be led by your will, your mind, your intellect, your emotions. We have to get control over our emotions. Cain allowed his emotions, the emotion of anger, the emotion of jealousy to take over. And what happened? Even after he was warned, we know that Cain still did his brother wrong. The Bible says in the fourth chapter in the eighth verse, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth out from the ground. So we see here that here's Cain now had the 
audacity to get indignant with God and say, am I my brother's keeper? God asked the question. He already knew where Abel was. He already knew because the blood of Abel was crying out from the ground. Many of us spend so much time fighting and arguing and warring and battling and we're battling really within ourselves, our own selfish desires because we want to have our own way. But in the process of that, we're killing our brothers and sisters. I'm reminded of my brother told me, he said, sis, I hate to tell you this, but you are a casualty of war. What did that mean? That means that someone else is in a battle. You're just caught up in the middle of their battle and you become a casualty of their war. You're the, many of us killing our friends. We're killing our family member. We're killing our neighbors with our mouth, with our actions, with our, our selfish desires that we've chosen. This is not God's will for our life, but we're choosing to go this way because we want to do things our way. And this is what happened to Cain. Cain could have done what was right. God said, if you do right, will not you be accepted? But if you do not, sin is lying at the door. I want you to know, beloved, sin is lying at your door. It wants to have you. We have to do the right thing. We have to be reminded what James said in the first verse. Do you know where fights and arguments come from? They come from your selfish desires that war within you. If you're in the household with someone and they're constantly warring, they're constantly fighting, you can't speak to them, you can't say anything because everything becomes a, a World War II. It's because they're battling within themselves with their own selfish desires. But the bottom line is Cain became jealous. He was jealous of Abel. So what did he do? He killed his brother. Because of his jealousy, because his anger, because Abel's offering was accepted and his was not. But God told him what to do. He told him to do the right thing. But instead, what did he do? He allowed sin to crouch at his door. He told him sin wants to rule over you, but you must rule over this thing. If you're a person that's full of anger, you're full of contention. You're, the Bible says it's, it's better to be in on the rooftop than in the house with a quarreling, contentious woman. If you're a person that continue to nag, continue to argue, we have to bring these things under check. Sin is lying at the door. It's simple. All we have to do is do the right thing. Do the righteous thing. Because James said, after all the killing, after all the being jealous, after all the destroying everything around you and the people in your life, you still cannot have what you want. You still will not get what you want. So you're arguing and you're fighting, but you're doing it without a cause. You're fighting in vain. You still will not get what you want. Why? Because what you want, the Bible says, you did not ask God for. Let's read it. He says, you want things you do not have and you do not have them. So you are ready to kill and are jealous of other people but you still cannot get what you want. So you argue and you fight. You do not get what you want because you do not ask God. One reason you don't get what you want is because you're not asking God for what it is that he wants for you. Not what you want for your life, but what God wants for you. Corey, he said, when you ask in the third verse in the new century version of the fourth chapter of James, he said, when you ask, 
you do not receive because of the reason you're asking. You're asking for the wrong reason, my beloved. You're asking for your own selfish desire. You're asking for things that are not going to benefit the kingdom of God. But you want things so that you can use them for your own selfish pleasure. So what you want is not going to benefit the kingdom. What you want and desire is for your own selfish pleasure. It's not going to bless anyone. It's not going to be a benefit to anyone but yourself. It's going to destroy you. Proverbs, the 14th chapter and the 12th verse tells us there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. So just because it appears to be the right thing, We have to consult God with what he wants for our life. For he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He said, there are thoughts of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. If God is telling you no on something, it's because God knows the plan for your life. But we'll, what do we do? We argue and we fight and we cause contention and we cause strife and, and we remove the peace from our lives and the peace from our home and the peace from our jobs because we're constantly bickering and fighting one another. We have to know that the only person we should be fighting is the devil. For the Bible tells us that though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. My beloved, we are wrestling against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. It is not your brother that you're fighting against. It is the enemy. If Cain would have only realized that it was not Abel that he was angry with. It was sin lying at the door, waiting to pounce on him, waiting to crouch on him, waiting to take control of his life. Somebody better hear me today. It's time to stop fighting. Stop fighting. You're fighting against God. The Bible talks about it's hard to kick against a prick. If you remember the the story of of Saul, Saul was fighting against the people of God. He was fighting against against God. And, and, and on the road of Damascus, the Lord came down and knocked him off of his beast. He knocked him off of his horse and said, it's hard to kick against a prick. In other words, it's hard to be resistant and battle against God. What are you doing? This is a war you can't win. This is a fight you can't win. You might as well stop fighting because you're not going to win this fight against God. So my suggestion would be for you today that you stop fighting and give yourself to God. Your battle is not with others. Your battle is with yourself. You're battling within yourself. You're not battling your brother or your sister, but you're warring within yourself with your own selfish desires. The fourth verse goes on to say, so you are not loyal to God. You can't be loyal to other people when you're not loyal to God. He said, you should know that loving the world is the same as hating God. Loving the world is the same as hating God. Why do we love the things of this world so much? We are of this world, but we are in this world, but we are not of this world. This world is not our home. Many of us as believers have gotten too comfortable in this world. He tells us if you love the world, you are enemy unto God. Anyone who wants to be a friend of the world becomes God's enemy. We cannot love the world, neither the things that are in the world, because he tells us that in the, in the world, there's the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. These are the things that are in the world. These are the same things that trip Adam and Eve up in the garden. This is the same thing in the garden that caused Eve to sin. When she looked at the fruit, it said the fruit was desirable to him, to, to her, to make one wise. And then it was good for food. And, and she began to think about those, think about the five senses, the eyes the taste. She saw all this, the the intellect, the wisdom, 
all of this, the pride of life, this is all connected. The things that are in the world, this is the same thing that tripped Eve, Adam and Eve up in the garden. The same thing that caused sin to come on the scene from the beginning. And we're still falling for the same okie doke today. The enemy doesn't have no new tricks under the sun. He used the same tricks and the same plots over and over and over again. He'll get us. He'll cause us to start looking at things in the world and we'll start desiring those things when God is telling us to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He's made it so prevalent now where so, there is so much lust all around us and everything looks so good to you and all of these fake bodies and women with all this make-believe. You don't know what you're getting, man or woman anymore, but everything just looks so good out there and it's all fake. It's a delusion. It's an illusion. It's not real. But the enemy makes it so desirable. He makes it so where you want to satisfy the flesh and you want to please self instead of pleasing God. And we get caught up in these things. But we have to stop fighting against God. We have to stop fighting against the word of God because to know to do right and not do it, the Bible tells us is as the sin of witchcraft. We have to know that we have to love God and not the things of this world. We have to be loyal to God and not to the things of the world. He said, do you think that the scripture mean nothing that says the spirit that God made to live in us wants us for himself alone? Do you not know that the spirit that God put in us to live inside of us, he wants us for himself alone. He don't want to share us. We serve a jealous God. He said, I will not give you over to another. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You've been bought by the spirit of God. You do not belong to yourself. You belong to God. So there's no room in your body, in your life for uh, selfish desires of the flesh. There's no room in your life for anger and malice and hatred and unforgiveness. These are things of the flesh that the enemy keeps us strapped up with. We continue to fight and we continue to argue. And why? Because of our own selfish desires, because the war that's going on in the inside of us. But the Bible says that, but God gives us even more grace. As the scripture said, God is against the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So give yourselves completely unto God. Stand against the devil and the devil will run from you. We got to learn how to stand against the devil and his tricks. The Bible tells us we're not ignorant concerning the devices of the enemy. Why are we acting like we ignorant? We know his tricks. Cain was not ignorant. God told him what was about to happen, but yet he still went forward doing what he wanted to do. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the, the end is death. We have to know that in the end, the enemy wants to still kill and destroy, but God came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Many of us have beautiful lives, but because of the war that's going on in the inside of us, you will destroy everything around you if you don't get those emotions under check. If Cain could have only got his emotions under check, if he would have only went back and repented and then presented another offering acceptable to God, which is his reasonable service, just like us, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of his mind. If he would have just renewed his mind, went and got another offering and presented it acceptable to God, presented yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That's what we have to do. And that's our reasonable service. God is not asking nothing too hard for us. He said, if you would just do right, will you not be accepted? 
beloved today, if you would just do the right thing, you too can be accepted. You don't have to be jealous of no one. You don't have to be envy of nobody. All you got to do is get on your knees and cry before God. And if you're not made right, guess what? The Bible said, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy. There is mercy at the throne of grace for each and every one of us. God loves us and he wished that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. All we have to do is cry to God and repent and he will accept us. So I come to stop by to tell you today to stop fighting, my beloved. Stop fighting. Give yourself over to God and let him set you free. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this word, letting us know that we have to stop fighting, God, that it is all because of you, God. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, it is in you that we have everything that we need. We are completing you. God, take out all the selfish desires that's inside of us. God, make us over again. Shape us and mold us. Put us on the part of wheel, God. Break us if you have to, God, and remake us all over again. God, we want to be like you, Father. We want to have the mind of Christ, God. We ask that you would take the seed of our soul, take the seed of our spirit, oh God. We come against every mind-binding spirit. God, we bring our flesh under subjection. We bring the soul realm under subjection. We bring our minds in, our intellect in, our will and our emotion, our conscious, our subconscious, those past memories that try to control our life. We bring them in in the name of Jesus. And God, we ask that you help us to do the right thing, God. Help us to bring offerings that are acceptable before you, oh Father that we'll be accepted in your presence. God, give us not over to the wilderness of sin, God. Help us, oh God, that we might dominate it and not let it dominate us. Oh God, for you have given us dominion over the power of sin, for it has no more dominion over our lives, God. Open up our spiritual eyes that we can see that sin has no dominion over us. God, we just love you. We praise you. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I do think each and every one had taken time out of your busy day to listen to this powerful word, stop fighting. There is no doubt in my mind that if you listen to this word, your life will never be the same again. God has the power to do whatever it is that you need done in your life. He can change you and make all things new. You can never go too far out of his reach. You can never fall too far that he can't pick you up and you can never go so high that he won't pull you back down. God is a merciful God. He is loving. He is just, he is righteous. And he want us to be righteous as him. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. God, we just love you. We praise you today. God, we thank you for all things. My beloved, I want you to continue to listen, like, comment, and share. And we want you to go to our Facebook page and be a part of our Facebook family at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook. And don't forget to join our Let's Rap group page. That's Let's Let's Rap Reveal group page on Facebook. And you can always catch us on Pandora. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on YouTube at Yasha Ministry on all of these platforms. I want you to know, as always, I love you, but you better know that God will always love you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.